Hey, what's up, guys? Today we are going to do the weekly recap over here on Spare Change. Today we've got uh, we got Bill. What's up, Bill? Not much, man. What's going on, bro? What's going on there, people? We got Bill joining us today. So we are just going to talk about what we covered in the past week. First off, being Saw. So yesterday I watched <laughs> Saw in 4K. Uh, yesterday I, d I dropped the review last night. I think I dropped it around. What time did I drop it around? I don't forget. I think I dropped it around ten o'clock last night. Yeah, it was late. And at least I know most of my viewers are on probably around six o'clock my time. So I don't know. You can usually tell how popular a movie is by how many views you get. But almost twenty four hours, I only got like six thousand views. So it's like, I guess not that many people are interested in. No one, no one likes me. No one likes me. Nobody cares about Saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's not nobody cares about Saw. Like for me personally, uh, I, I I love the idea, and I've seen. I just, I I can't I can't watch Saw. I can't like I watched the first one and all the way until the part where he starts doing his thing with the with the saw. I'm like, nope, I'm done. And then uh, I think I, the last one I watched was the uh, where they were all in the house. And I think it was like the third or fourth where the, the actual girl was his accomplice was actually in the house. And the idea of grabbing a hypodermic needle that was in a a box that had razor blades struck so you couldn't pull your hand out. And uh, and then a big pit full of hypodermic needles. That was enough to me. I mean, it's a great quality movie. But uh, yeah, it just it was over the top for me a little bit. So great quality horror movie. Yeah, I I told you I didn't think it was as gory as you may have thought it was, because I thought it was gory. Uh, prior to going into it, I was like, yo, I don't even want to reviews review this because I think it's gonna be, because I don't like horror movies personally. Like I'm not really into it that much, especially like this horror porn stuff that people love to watch. Horror like hostile. porn, you know, like horror, you know, just like glorified, okay, killing people. But I, uh, that was that was a, a little class that I wasn't really aware of. I mean, other than like I spit in your grave and and rage and, and a few other ones. But I mean, yeah, like women getting abused and coming back and killing the guys. I completely support that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, after I watched that, I was like, yo, this is not as bad as I thought it was because I mean, they showed the guy at the beginning hanging by the uh, barbed wire, which they really. I mean, it's not like they show him crawling through it. It's like implied that he's hanging there, got killed. Impolite, yes. <laughs> and then the part you're talking about where he's sawing through his leg. At the very end, I mean, that was a great turnaround at the end. And I'm sure like a lot of other smarter people than I like figured out that the guy was already there. Um, but for me, it wasn't like, I don't mind Spoiler. horror movies. I like horror movies. I like, I love The Witch. I love Supernatural. I love sci-fi horror. I love... Heads exploding. I love Scanners. Scanners one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't like blades. I don't like knives. I don't like cutting. Although, The Collector. Now, there's there's a three. It's a, The third part hasn't come out yet. We had The Collection, The Collector, and I forget what the third one is. But there's a scene in, I think it's The Collector, or maybe it's The Collection, where all these ravers are in this this guy's house, like as a nightclub, and these giant lawnmower wheels like swing down to the dance floor. It's like, it's all done, man. Like that kind of stuff is like, oh, gross, nasty. Okay, I can watch, I can laugh. Um, but watching like 
a knife blade go into someone in order like that. Ugh. It just gives me heebie-jeebies. I like, I think the scariest thing, and I don't know about, like, because you don't really like horror, but for me, the, you know, the over-the-top, really just, I don't know, the real gory, like, here's a knife and slashing to me is, it's okay, it's it's not, but that's not really scary. Like, to me, scary is inferred. Like, you know, uh, in, in uh, was it Hannibal? Um, Sounds of Limbs? What's, it was not Silence of the Limbs, but the second one, Hannibal, like where he's in Italy and like there was so much of that that was like more terrifying than a lot of other movies. Like where he's, you know, uh, he had a guy following him and he like, he walks past the guy and he slices his, his, uh, his femoral artery and his groin and just like the guy bleeds out like three minutes. I mean, there's some really gross like stuff that's not gross. It's actually more terrifying than just... Um, you know, overt, disgusting, you know, cut your limbs off and stuff. I mean, there's a lot more thriller or terror in, in inferred uh, damage and inferred death. I think like Saw, so, I think the first Saw was kind of like that because they didn't really show him like his skin splitting apart when he sawed his leg open. It was just like he put the blade on his leg <laughs> and then like fake blood came out. I was like, oh, that's uh. Well, I had That's to say that. That's not as scary that, as I thought it was. And you were saying that before, and and, and I had to say, that, honestly, um, I had eaten pizza that night and then had orange juice, and my stomach was kind of like feeling a little funky, and as soon as I saw that part, I ran to the bathroom because that was it. So I don't really, I can't really give an honest opinion of like how realistic that really looked, uh, although it did make my leg tingle. I am a person who, like, I don't mind needles. Um I don't mind gunshots. I was raised with a gunsmith. Um, I've been around guns my whole life since I was like 10 years old. Uh, but beyond that, knives, knives freak me out. Like they just, it's so much more personal. And I can like, when I see somebody slash with a knife, it's like I can feel it. It like really, really just grosses me out. You're sensitive. That's all. You're just trying I'm to sensitive. sensitive. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little girl, a little snowflake. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I did the review for for, for okay. Saw 4K yesterday, and I posted online. I guess not too many people are interested too much in Saw. I mean, how many I get years it. ago was that? Uh, Two thousand four. So how many years is that? Uh, seventeen years. Seventeen years. Yeah, that's a long time, man. So like I, I you could like, like that for a long. <laughs> if you like were born when Saw came out, you're like, yeah, I'm a high school senior. What's <laughs> Saw? <laughs> <laughs> But it was a good looking, uh, it was a decent looking transfer. I mean, it was shot in 04. It was shot on film. So there's a lot of grain in it. Um, the audio was really good. That's a good thing about these horror movies. Like the surround sound is typically pretty good on them because, you know, you get all the creepy sounds and the surround speakers and all that. And like, I didn't know. I think the first time I watched Saw, I didn't pay attention to it. I guess the bathroom that they're in at the beginning is in a sewage plant. Yeah. Oh, you knew that? Uh, yeah. I, I remember that, like, I, I did some, like, some, after I couldn't make it through the ending, I checked out some, like, where this was. It was like a meat packing plant, though, I thought. It was like a, was it like a meat packing plant or was it a sewage plant? No, nah, it was like a sewage place. All right. Yeah, because he said, uh, he said sewage. Ah. And then towards the end, there's like a big sign that says, like, something sewage, raw sewage or something like that. <laughs> I mean, interrupt, but, uh, 
Jen. You see what I'm talking about? Jen Kift. The eye, and I'm too scared to watch The Grudge. The Grudge is... Like down here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I just want to say, like, The Grudge, that's the kind of horror movies I love, like The Grunge, The Ring. Dude, when that... The Grunge, man, when that little kid walks downstairs in that stop-motion crazy shit... Yeah, yeah. Holy Christ, man. That made my skin crawl. It was the best. <laughs> like, that though. scared me for real. <laughs> that was scary, though. The only, thing, <laughs> the only horror movie I thought was, like, scary was uh, The Exorcist. Dude, you know, Exorcist was the real deal. That was, like, I had a teacher. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm considerably older than Shane. And when I was in grade school, I had a, we were, I had a teacher, like, for the fifth, sixth grade. And this guy, he was, he was in the Philippines when, um, when... The Exorcist came out, and he was like, dude, he said, people ran for the doors. Like, because the Philippines, I don't know if you know this, it's a very Catholic country. They're very, you know, they're very, very converted by the missionaries and stuff uh, back in the, like, 18th, 19th century. He's like, so they, like, they really, really strongly believe in, in that stuff. And he said, you had, you, like, people were, like, screaming and running out. It was crazy. And I saw it as, like, a kid, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, of course, you know, my, my parents were fairly permissive, so I saw a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have. Um, but in terms of, you know, her coming down the stairs in that crab-like position and saying, you're all going to die up there and peeing, I was like... And peeing? Did she pee? She pees. Like she, she, like, she walks down the stairs and they're like, honey, you should be upstairs. And she's like, you're all going to die up there. And she just pees in the carpet. And then it wasn't until a few years later that I saw the actual, the uncut version where she actually, she does a back bend and she wa- she crabs down the stairs. Like they had a second version of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the, th- the thing about those movies, is, especially during the 70s, it, like with, with um, Apocalypse Now and um, The Exodus, is you see these movies called The Heart of Darkness or these, these supplementary movies where they talk about like all the curses, these like... In that, in that movie, the curses like they, these movies were apparently cursed with bad luck, like people getting hurt and all kinds of injuries and and delays production. Um, Linda Blair was like seriously damaged from the from the making of that movie, like mentally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, have you you've seen Nexus, right? Like, yeah, so when the scene where the mom comes up and she's the bed's floating and she's like jamming across into herself saying, you know, the sow is mine. Do you know what she did? I mean, come on. How could you be a young teenage girl and like be asked to do that and not be like, you know, to be a good actress, you had to get your mind in that headspace. Jesus Christ. So I think that stuff is more scary because it's more based on kind of reality almost rather well, than some chick well, correcting her back. Turning around backwards and crawling down the stairs, pissing on herself. Right. Well, that was well. I'm saying like that was the scarier part of the movie. Yeah. But I mean, you know what else was scary to people? When she was going into the hospital and they were doing the EEGs, like they like they put the fucking the needle in her neck. Yeah. And they're doing like the machine going do 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 like early medical diagnostic stuff. Some people are more afraid of like they'd rather die than have themselves put to that you know the tests. And honestly, the testing didn't actually show anything. So okay. Someone dude said, uh, he said, don't believe the hype. Nobody was injured on the set of The Exorcist. It's all myth. 
Yeah, I'm not saying that it, like anyone was. I'm just saying there's, you know, Heart of Darkness with, you know, Apocalypse Now. There are all kinds of stories. And the stories, you know, like all stories, there's some degree of something happened to instigate the whole, you know, as a kernel of truth. So whether or not, you know, I'm sure Linda Blair wasn't like injured or this and that. But for that time and for a girl of that age to be asked to do that. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, I know people that, that are Catholics and, and, and I understand about faith. I've read the Bible a lot, you know, and um, for me to be asked, I mean, there was one point in my life, I was in high school and Iron Maiden, the number of the beast came out and I found myself walking around the house yelling, you know, saying six, 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 the number of the beast. Like it was a great song. It was a catchy line. Then I'm like, well, what? What the? F- what if this is real? I mean, Jesus Christ! I'm out, like up here trying to like invoke the devil and shit. And yeah, I know. Oh well, you know that's just. But you know what? You can say all that you want. No one knows everything, and until you pass a certain point, the veil of darkness exists, or the veil of whatever. So, I'm not saying I believe or I don't believe or this or that. But you know what? Just because I've never stuck my finger in a light socket doesn't mean that I don't know that it would shock me. <sighs> this guy this guy over here getting into religion over here. We talk about 4K movies, you talk about religion. Well, poltergeist, yeah. Well, she had, uh, you know... They don't make uh, movies like that anymore. Well, like, uh, that, that, that poor girl. That was a that was a medical misdiagnosis, and I mean, she basically freaking. You want to talk about di- misdiagnosis? Let's talk about Frank Zappa, who was basically went to a doctor three, four times before they found his f- prostate cancer. By that time, it was stage four. He was done. I mean, Heather was it was it was a sad turn of events. She had what food allergies or something that basically killed her. I don't know. I don't know. I've never listened to Frank Zappa in my life. But let's wrap. Let's wrap up 4K of uh, Hunter Vex, the Omen. Yeah, baby. That. I mean, I'm not. I'm not cheering on the abnormal, the supernatural stuff, but that to me, is the scariest supernatural movie of all time. Um, yeah, the the priest running through the... Or it was a photographer running running through the uh, the the yard there and, and the, the lightning, uh, the, the, the rod getting struck and coming down and piercing him. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was a photographer, I think, was the one who was killed by that. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. You never saw the Omen, no, no, the original no. Omen, not not the one that like back in two thousand fifteen or sixteen. That was the original Omen was really creepy, man, really creepy. And then the whole story was like it's sort of in keeping with revelations about you know the kid, and then the kid being basically adopted to a family that was very powerful and rich, and having access to you know all these things. And if you know Revelation to talk about like um, you know basically sitting on a throne and and America at that point was, you know, the superpower of the world and there were a lot of parallels to be made. Uh, But I've also heard about parallels to the, um, you know, 
the current house the, the, the not the Plantagenist, but the um the current house sitting on uh, on the throne of England and they're talking about the, the you know the parallels we made there with that house and uh it's a lot of crazy stuff i mean you you know um if you look really deep in things there's a lot of tie-ins to a lot of things we're seeing today um to me and and this has always been an, a, a personal thing was the um in revelations there's a part where he says uh you know the people that are around will will they will accept his mark well so look at in terms of like just what we're talking about today back in the day it was like well his mark you think okay he's going to stamp you but now look at all the things you're asked to accept without any kind of proof i mean your phone your money your identity everything is like you know and then like so many people getting ink now it's crazy i mean ink is cool it's all good but i'm like you know damn i got a tattoo what was that what if that was a thing where like it's such a common thing you know i don't know um speculation is fun uh, it won't be fun if we decide that if we find out suddenly that oh my god it was real and it's not good. <laughs> yeah, never seen it. This came out the year I was born, seventy six. You've never seen it, yeah, dude. We we have to watch the Omen on your on your screen. Um, so the Omen itself is really good, but like there's the 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 the, the Omen two, where the the I guess there's a, a Catholic priest sect that are trying to kill the kid and there's a scene with uh these rottweilers and doberman pinchers I, I i can't remember it's a long time ago since it but uh it's really creepy like every time after that like yeah um i don't want to own doberman pinchers ever or rottweilers ever <laughs> didn't see a spoiler alert i didn't see it <laughs> but mr nobody 4k hold on let's wrap up let's wrap up i saw really quick here sorry man Saw real quick. Saw in 4K. Who is uh, this guy? Spare change. Uh, so I guess people don't know Bill. Like if you guys are only here for 4K reviews and not equipment reviews, chances are you probably don't know who Bill is. So Bill is he, he <laughs> helps me out doing uh, the two channel stereo speaker reviews. So if you if you have zero in, zero interest in speaker reviews or um, amplifier reviews, receiver reviews. Chances are you probably never ran across. But where Bill. did I start out? Where did I start out? Bill did start off doing 4K reviews way back about four years ago. Jesus, is it four years ago? Time. Yeah, it's like four years now. But uh, you know, just to just to streamline the workflow, editing just myself, I had to omit several people from my 4K reviews, and Bill is collateral damage. So is Elias, and so were, <laughs> so was some other people. So uh, if you guys are interested in checking more bill out he's gonna start his own youtube channel soon and also if you see my videos pop up with speakers bill's also there as well so check those out if you guys have not seen that but my my, my spare change channel is gonna be more like for older people or actually for anybody but like imagine you know someone who's completely technically a, in a you know uh, a mess trying to uh, let's say update his Marantz amplifier and like hooking things up and getting tangled in the cords and hanging from the ceiling saying, yo, someone help. <laughs> you'll be good. I'm sure you'll be good. Editing video is not that hard. Not that hard. 
But uh, yeah, so check out uh, listen, uh, check out the Saw 4K review. Audio is awesome on it. That's one good thing about these horror movies that surround sound is really good on these things because I mean it's nothing but like creepy sounds and stuff like that, little, little creaks and groans and stuff like that. In the surround speakers. You know, I never thought about that. The one thing that like if you like Friday the Thirteenth or um, Nightmare on Elm Street, the one thing that can like really really be increased and be better at is sound because mm-hmm. sound is like so much creepier than visual a lot of times like yep. it, the sound is what really really gets you and the saw saw stands out and if you guys saw the review you can see all the objects and the surround effects floating around the room which i think i mentioned it when i was uh, watching indiana jones raiders of the lost ark i was listening to the new atmos remix on that and that is just like any other like Disney mix where the surround doesn't really move around the room. Well, it doesn't move around the room at all. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> still, you know, so Indiana Jones. It's a classic movie. You know, it's got oh, the the score. It's yeah, da-da-da, absolutely. Da-da-da. Like it sounds good. Like it's a theatrical, and cinematic sounding. So that's I guess that's a positive. But so if you guys want to pick up Saw in 4K, watch the video. Click on the links. Links down below on Amazon, Best Buy, what have you. Pick it up there. Um, Let me ask you a question before you sign off. Have they done a remake of, like, say, Friday the 13th? Yeah. But did the audio, like, the all that little background, like his breathing and his little little things they do, like, I, I unfortunately never saw that. Like, what do you got? They, they got the other remake with uh, Haley Joe Osmond or something like that. Oh shit! No, All right, Haley? no, Jackie Earl Haley. Here we go. Jackie Let's Earl Haley. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Nightmare on Elm Street. I watched it that long ago on HBO Max. It's not a bad movie. Came out, came out twenty ten. No, not Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I'm sorry. Friday the Thirteenth. No. With you know Jason, the sound like. Da, 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 oh like, yeah, 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 kill, yeah. Kill, kill, kill. Like that would be like crazy on today's soundstage. Like to be in the theater, um, and just to just to put a shout out. Like speaking of sound, sorry, I just thought of this. A Quiet Place Two comes out, and I don't know if you guys saw A Quiet Place originally in the theater, but that was probably the most oppressive movie I've ever seen in the theater because you could have heard a squirrel fart. I mean, it was crazy quiet. Like I've never been in a movie. And usually I'm the guy in the movie, hey, shut up, idiot, turn your phone off. But uh, I was in that movie theater, and it was quiet as the crypt, bro. It was crazy quiet. Uh, yeah, no, no Friday 13th of 4K. I don't even know if they're going to do that. I mean, if they do, if, 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 the, if it's out, then I have not seen it. Mm, I mean, all the other ones, like uh, Jason in Space. <laughs> I don't think anybody Speaking of that. trash, oh my god, that was the worst. But I mean, they were like beyond just some of the effects were just really you know over the top. But the sound, like the sound of the sound effects, were just among the creepiest of all time. And I'm sorry, but the single, I'm sorry, but my my uh, phantasm, you know, okay, good movie, it was all right, creepy, but. The movie, the, the line that has stayed with me longer than any single horror movie line of all time was at the very end. If you haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler alert, but the kid steps in his bedroom and he closes his door, and on the back of his door is a full length mirror, 
and the guy, the tall man, is hanging there, and he says, boy, and he drags him to hell. And it's crazy. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, <laughs> really, Hunter Vex? <laughs> but uh, yo, yo, check out check out Saw in 4K. Amazing Atmos, really good Atmos. I think it gave it like an 8.8 8 or something like that. 8.6, 8.8. I don't even know. Uh, but speaking about surround sound, the other movie that I this is a this is a good topic here because uh, I know Bill's familiar with it too because he's been to Mouse many times. So I did the review on Edge of Tomorrow on 4K, which Edge of Tomorrow is only available on uh, Movies Anywhere, Vudu, and on the Cladoscape. It's not on physical media yet. And Edge of Tomorrow came out in 2014. You saw it, right? Yeah, hell Once, yeah. Twice? Um, I see. I, this is one of my reference movies. Like Somebody always asks me, hey, what are the movies that you always watch all the time? Like This is one of those movies, especially if you watch the subwoofer reviews. It's that's I always end my subwoofer reviews with that movie because the bass is uh, so extravagant in the first seven seconds, ten seconds, and that movie with the Atmos mix. I mean, if you saw the 4K of it on digital, then you know it's pretty darn good looking. Um, as far as like the Atmos, I mean, it's really active. I mean, you can see in my review that there's a bunch of stuff floating around the air, the yellow balls, you know, yellow best color floating around the room uh when we started this he didn't have that tool that was a new a recent uh a recent yeah. addition i don't think many people like if you guys don't know what that graph is that i'm showing there is a separate video that i typically usually link at the end of each video or i leave it in the description somewhere that you can you can find out what that even means i you know for some reason i think most of the people that watch 4k reviews like they don't care about audio i feel no, they're 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 saying, is my TV doing a good enough job of yeah. reproducing this? I can I can tell I can tell that most people they give up at the because you can check the analytics and when see when people click off the video it usually starts every time I say audio isn't Dolby Atmos click so it's because, always like it's always like they're just interested in like video uh, I don't know about Reginald Boyd but. You know, he's like, keep him away from 4K movies. <laughs> I started a 4K movie review for him, both for the sound and the audio video quality, the transfer. Um, yeah, most people at this point don't have Atmos. They don't have a Trinov. They don't have these things that can give them the adequate separation. You know, they're dealing with a 3.1, a 5.1, maybe some extra wide surrounds because, you know, they can't put speakers in their ceilings. Um and they don't. I, I hate to say this, and this is from from, you know, personal experience. They don't know how to properly set their amps up, for proper, you know, Atmos sound. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think these people. I think uh, most of the guys that come here check out the four, my four K reviews at least. There, I know that they're. I, I know like most of them are just interested in the video part, which you know what I need to do. I need to kick off. Usually I start off the reviews talking about the video first and then the audio. I, I need to like reverse it and start off with the audio. You have to. Go I had to say this. Now this is one of the things that I, like me as in my particular line of work at this at this point, the biggest thing is talking to people about the audio. Like they're like, oh, I wanted this and I want that, and it's like, okay, let me ask you a question. Jaws, do you remember the scenes with the shark more, or do you remember dun dun? Mm-hmm. Or with Rocky, or with yeah, yeah, yeah. Vader's March. 
you remember the sound before yeah. you have the visual mm-hmm. because as animals we smell is the most strong video audio is the second and video is the last because that's what that's a sense that developed the least yeah so for the most uh let's say um the strongest impact is audio and unfortunately people don't realize that you know exactly that's what i'm saying like uh i think uh, most folks they always just overlook the audio like i think that's why like tvs are so popular you know like you look at people that do tv reviews they get so many views on it yeah but because people are tied into they're all about the visual and they don't yeah. realize how strong the audio is but i i think that the a lot of times right at least right now with samsung and i know with sony um they're listening they're tied into the audio like because you had first you had Sony come up with the acoustic surface technology, right? Yeah, but still, um, that don't count though. Well, no, you, but you know that before that, for the nine thirty E when that when when that came out uh, in two thousand seventeen, that had the best sound system of any any TV. I, like that fifty five inch TV weighed fifty five pounds because of the speakers and the, and the, the the power in it. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know. People watch for TVs. They're like, oh, I'll get a sound bar, this and that. They're, the manufacturers are listening to a degree, but the problem is that the people want that thin aesthetic. They want lightweight. So it's like, look, you can't, until they come with a new sound technology, I mean, maybe if they put, uh, if they put Martin Logan sound technology in the speakers where it was light and came with a sub, you know? But... Until they change that, uh, you're gonna get middling sound at the best out of TVs. And yeah. if you want a really full experience, you have to buy a decent quality TV. Well, this is what we do at my at my place is instead of like recommending you get the most high expensive, like the most high priced TV, get a decent TV but save money for sound. Yep, I think that's why sound bars are so uh, popular nowadays. Well, are they? Are sound bars really that popular? Because, like I said, I, I I know when people click off my videos, it's always when I talk about sound for, for some terrible reason. Sound like, bars are popular now because they're convenient, they're easier to set up, they're easier to yeah. use, and they're cheaper. That is true. I mean, guys, that, that's why I'm here, man. I try to talk about audio as much as possible. That's why me and Bill are here. You know, talk about two-channel stereo and stuff like that. I like to talk about stereo, subwoofers, and speakers, and home theater stuff. And uh, But he's not talking about porn. When I'm not talking about porn, it's, <laughs> it's on the other channel. It's on the other channel. But uh, yo, definitely, man. It's it's kind of sad because I can see my my videos are usually only like four minutes long, maybe five minutes max, and then I can tell at the two minute forty five minute mark, people just click off. They on the analytics, it's just like bloop. I'm like, dude. I was like, you guys always drop off at the audio part. Like, why? Why would you only care about video? That's <laughs> like I don't get it. I, so, I just, uh, it's so it, sad. It's just, it, I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just a matter of the fact that you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know how big a part an audio plays. Because honestly, when you buy a theater for a movie ticket, you don't buy it for the sound. You don't yeah. even care about the sound. Like you like see it on a big screen. You don't really realize how big a part the audio plays. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I tell people, like, think about these movies without the sound. And they stop and actually think about it, Like, oh, wow, yeah. Because like Jaws... Who cares without the Jaws soundtrack or, you know. You know what they say, 
when you go check out a movie or whatever, it's uh, sound is fifty percent the experience at least. Yeah. yeah, I tell you what, I tell people like, hey, did you ever see Rocky? I'm like, yeah. Well, imagine Rocky running through the streets of Philadelphia without without gonna fly now playing. Yeah. He's like some crazy Italian in a fucking sweatsuit <laughs> running through the city. Who cares? Get him out of the, he's a nuisance. Get him off the street. <laughs> uh, uh, we went off, on, went off on a little tangent there. Yeah, uh, I think we're talking about Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I yeah. called it popular video. Great movie. Great movie too. Popular <laughs> popular video. I mean, I uh, got. Uh, about 16,000 views on it so I mean I, I got a lot of flack for it because I put down Edge of Tomorrow 4K 3D glasses 3D Blu-ray review and the people were like oh dude that's clickbait title I was like why is it a clickbait title clickbait? yeah because because they thought it was a 4K <laughs> Blu-ray review which I didn't write down 4K Blu-ray I just wrote down Edge of Tomorrow 4K slash 3D Blu-ray review which I did talk about the 3D Blu-ray I just didn't say 4K. Jesus Christ, you want clickbait? Try to read any news review on Yahoo or Google. <laughs> um, what was it? We had we just had that little thing about about Emily Blunt or oh Scarlet, yeah, about uh, Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily Blunt is uh, I guess versus Emily, Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, I guess Emily Blunt turned down the Black Widow role because she was in uh, Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. Oh my God, what a big mistake! Yeah, that's a bad move. <laughs> That was a bad move. Bad move. <laughs> Very bad mood. move. Um, but yeah, anyways, you know, check out that review, Edge of Tomorrow in 4K. It's on the Kaleidoscape, also on Voodoo. Amazing Atmos sound. Amazing bass in the beginning, first 20 seconds. Um, with the airplanes and stuff flying around at the beginning. On the, or wait, Are they fighting on the beach? It's on the sand, right? Or in the desert? No, it's on the beach. I think it's on the beach. Uh, yeah beach yeah it's on the beach all those scenes man amazing it's, it's kind of like they try to like act like d-day because they're attacking yeah, europe yeah, yeah yeah like world war ii almost yeah that's i think that's why the visual aesthetic was kind of like uh it's got that brownish tone like uh yeah uh, very kind of like yeah that. like yeah. like uh saving private ryan sort of you know that very kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Remember when the sand was kind of blowing up in the air and all that shit like that with the explosions? Kind of like Saving Private <laughs> Ryan. Meanwhile, he's he's running in terror before he gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. I you know the first time I saw it, I was like, did they just kill Tom Cruise? I was like, like right what? at the beginning? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um so I don't know who Snoots is, but it says see Tenet in IMAX and try to imagine that audio not being part of the Yeah, Tenet, another really I don't know, I Christopher Nolan movies, man. That guy has a complete package. I've never seen a movie of his that isn't both visually and stunning from the audio perspective. He he does a great job both both ways. I think. And he does it only with five speakers. He doesn't even do that most. Sadly, uh, I don't. Inception Sadly, sounded no. fantastic, man. It did. It did sound really good. Inception, Interstellar sounded really good too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why does he use Atmos? The hell? I don't know. Who knows? It was one of his things. One of, of his proclivities, I guess. He's just like, oh, I'm not going to do Atmos. I'm just going to do 5.1. Yeah. But the, another thing about that... Uh, but hold on. Definitely pick up... I know there's a lot of people that get a little uh, upset about when we do uh, digital reviews because it's not on plastic and, yeah. and discs. Uh, they're like, I can't support digital because you don't own it, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. How about you don't... How about you just enjoy movies and not enjoy plastic? How about enjoy the movies that you watch? Support your movies. 
without giving companies movies, uh, these studios movies, we don't get more movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got. We're gonna have to support them either way. Either yeah. buy the hard, you know, buy the hard copy comes out, pay for the pay for the digital copy, whatever. But yeah, I mean, like I get it. I get it. Like people are like, yeah, you don't own the movies, blah 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 blah. I mean, honestly, where are the odds of really your movie disappearing all of a sudden, especially if you buy is is Apple gonna disappear anytime soon if you buy it on iTunes? Hell no. Apple's not going anywhere, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I don't think physical media is going anywhere. It's just a different avenue to enjoy the movies that you like. Physical media was is not going anywhere. I think what's going on is 2020 provided a great test platform for an entire year mm-hmm. in a real-life situation where they could take stuff offline and beam it to your houses directly. I don't think that's going to alter in terms of the fact that they're not going to stop supporting physical media because physical media... In the long term, unless you have a really, really super high-end digital feed and digital processor, high-end, high the, the best um, signal is going to come from a hardwired like Xbox or yeah. player to your TV, to your to your home theater system. Um, I can see them stop supporting DVD. Uh, I can also like maybe imagine them DVD. stop supporting just regular Blu-ray DVD's, over time. DVD is still a number one selling physical DVD. DVD. Yeah, still really outsells More... Blu-ray. It's always like over, but it's so it's, trash. I think DVD is like in the seventy percentile, and I think Blu-ray is like what are they going to? So final comes back, they're going to bring VCRs back too. I mean, what the hell? That's what people do. I mean, well, DVDs are only like seventy bucks or something like that. So people buy that based on price, I guess. No, oh. I don't know. It's not like you're working in the industry or anything. I just sometimes I don't understand people's buying patterns and and why they buy certain things because, you know, DVD DVD sucks. Get a Blu-ray player for fuck's sake. Yeah, people, you know, like my sister buys Blu-rays or DVDs. My sister buys DVDs. Like Amanda, Amanda buys DVDs all the time. But why? I used to be like, yo, I said, why are you always buying DVDs for? I was like, the Blu-ray is a dollar more. Why would you not buy the Blu-ray? She's like, well, my collection is in these bigger black cases, and the Blu-rays are in the smaller blue cases, so like, it doesn't matter. I was like, come on, dude. I was like, you got a 4K TV. That is just okay. That's you know like, what? Right, I, I guess it. if you need a reason for something, that I guess that's that's, a, yeah. that's as good as anybody else. But Jesus, I th- I think if they drop the price of uh, 4K Blu-rays to the price of DVDs. Then forget it. It's game over. Then well, I they, think they if, if they stop producing DVDs, yeah, then they could afford to drop the price of. Because I mean, if you're a company, you're producing all three, all three, you know, media. Christ, it makes no sense. Just uh, okay. Look, I'm a person who's getting older. I have to explain all the time to older people why they can't get VCRs anymore. So, it would not be any bother to me at all to no longer to explain to them why they can no longer watch DVDs buy a Blu-ray player it'll play your DVDs and your Blu-rays buy a 4K Blu-ray player better yet it'll play all that shit just it's a waste of resources it's a waste of money mm-hmm. it's just a fucking waste pardon my French people don't get it they're just like oh uh, people are like most people base their their uh, purchases on like obviously how much it costs like it doesn't matter how good the quality is. It's like uh, whatever is the cheapest. Yeah, I'll get away with it. But yeah, people are like, oh, I just want someone to play my DVDs. Like, well, guess what? This will play your DVDs, but this will play your DVDs and Blu-rays. Say in like in that rare case where you want to go to the library or to the Red Box and maybe get a movie and it's not available in this format. It'll be available in that format. You, you'll 
Well, okay. Like, it's harder to learn or hard to program or... It's like... I'm sorry. Okay, I'm done talking to you. Here's this. Take it. Go. Have a nice day. But... Back to... Back to... um, Back to digital. Or, my bad. But it's not really... Is it really digital? I guess it kind of is digital. They're all still digital. Yeah, everything is digital. But back to, like, physical media versus, like... uh, um, Back to the edge of tomorrow, rather. Back to the edge <laughs> of tomorrow. I keep, I keep pulling you away. <laughs> Back to the edge of tomorrow. Uh, since I reviewed on the Cladoscape, people were just like, it's so, Cladoscape is so expensive. Why can't every fucking get it? It's uh, fucking cool, though. It is very cool. But <laughs> I also put, put up the option that you can get on digital. But there was, there's always like so much hate on the Cladoscape. And, and, and then right after that video, I put up a video... I put up a little five-minute clip that I took with the Kaleidoscape people I did, I don't know, like six months ago, just because I thought it was, just because I know, I know it's going to get a lot of hate hate comments on it. Every time I put up a Kaleidoscape video, it's like, you guys out there, I get so much hate on these Kaleidoscape videos. It's not even funny. Um, I think I even got into something, into I, I even got into something with uh, another fucking commenter. We went back and forth, back and forth for like <laughs> the entire day. Um, where he was just trying to just debunk Kaleidoscape. And I was like, yo, listen. I said, uh, I said these guys get the actual, the mezzanine, they call it the mezzanine file. Kind of like if I was, when we're shooting, and I take that, that file from the camera. The raw file. Yeah, the raw file. And, uh, well, I do little edits on it, but I don't, I put very minimal compression to it. And it's then like I, a, for a first stage edit. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I give you it. I was like, yo, put this on your Instagram. But, Obviously, you can't put like an 11 gig video on Instagram. You're gonna have to shrink it down to like maybe a couple hundred megs. So, uh, so they have access to this like this main this main file, and dudes are like, "Oh my god, it doesn't even matter. 4K Blu-ray is so much better. Why don't you fucking waste your money? Blah blah blah. And is it worth 20 times more, 25 times more than like uh, physical media? I was like, "Yo, everything's all fucking relevant, man. It's like." What is worth two hundred dollars to you? I might think nine thousand dollars is worth it for me, or six thousand dollars might be worth it. Yeah, it's just. I mean, listen, if I work hard enough, and I'm like, yo, nine thousand dollars is like two hundred dollars to you, whereas nine thousand dollars to you might be like, fuck, that might be like a, uh, a, a two years worth of salary for you, dude. I I, I'll tell you guys, I give you guys a break, all right? So, I, I hang out with Shane, and I see the stuff he's got. And it, it floors me. Like every time I come, he's like, "You got a new piece." Or he's like, "This and that," and it blows me away. Like, like Kaleidoscape, it's awesome. Could I afford it? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> if I could afford that, why the fuck would I be helping him out? I'd be doing my own shit. But <laughs> you know, he he knows what he's doing. He's he's got his. This is a, it's a niche. It's a niche. Yeah, it's a I niche mean, product. All right. It's not. Everybody always says this is not for the average person. No, it's not. It's not, for, man. It is not for the average person. If you are an <laughs> average person, it is not for you. Am I an average person? Probably not. It's probably for somebody no, like me. This, this freaking guy, I remember the first time he comes, like, I, I was asking about his, his, his file server for his movies. I'm like, so how big is your file server? He's like, yeah, like 47 terabytes. I'm like, what? <laughs> They're like freaking like movie studios that don't have, like, things that can render as fast as his shit. He's like, like, and does the government like, you know, send you 
missile targeting data when they're like not busy. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I love I love it because there's so much hate on it. There's just like, why the f would I buy the Cladis game for a nine six nine k when I could just buy the Blu-ray? I was like, that's cool, man. That's cool. That works for you. That's funny. <laughs> I, I have like, I have one thing to say to that. Okay, so with that mindset, why would I buy a Honda Civic when I can afford, yeah. I don't know, a, a, a McLaren or yeah. yep. a Ferrari? Uh-huh. I, you know, I use that I use that as well. I was like, listen, I said the Cladescape is like the Ferrari of physical or of media players. Like if you could afford a Ferrari, why would you not buy the Ferrari? Why would you go buy a, a Honda? Well, because the Ferrari uses X parts, which are used to achieve the performance that a for that people are expected of the Ferrari. Which let's face it, man, how many Teslas have beaten Ferraris before? Are you going to tell me the Tesla, with its cheaper quality parts, can't perform as well as a Ferrari with its more expensive parts? But there, there's this dude is giving me justification that yes, a Ferrari is worth six figures over the Honda Accord, over the Tesla. Like, why would you not spend forty thousand dollars if you can go from zero to sixty in like uh, uh, two seconds? Whereas the Ferrari might cost you zero to sixty six figures. It might go zero to sixty in like uh, like six seconds or something like that. So I mean, like price. So like price and performance, in in that in that particular case, I'm like, yo, dude, if you got if you have the means to enjoy a Ferrari, why would you not enjoy the Ferrari? If you got the means to enjoy a Kaleidoscape, why would you not enjoy the Kaleidoscape? Different use case scenarios for different people for different income brackets. If you can only afford a Blu-ray player, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with a Blu-ray player. But that doesn't mean you have to shit on the Cladescape. Just because you can only afford a Honda doesn't mean you got to shit on the Ferrari. What's the point of that? There's markets for each one. Just because the Ferrari isn't marketed for the average person doesn't mean it's going to go out of business. Just because the Cladescape isn't marketed for the average person doesn't mean it's going to go out of business. Even though it kind of (laughs) did once really for a couple days. But they recouped, they came back, and now they're stronger than ever. So, I mean, it's like, I hate watching, I hate reading the comments and uh, saying, like, listen, this is not worth it. I get I get the comments all the time, like, yo, Shane, this is not worth it. Like, like who's to say, like, product X is is not worth it over product Z? You know what I mean? Like, like I hate it when people put value on something. Like, this is definitely not worth that to you but it might be worth something for me value is is very subjective i mean look all right so i've been shame friends with shane for a number of years now and like he is not one of these guys like hey look at my new stuff and like all that he's he likes what he likes and he wants the best quality like when he talks about his his movies his like projector and his file server and his sound system he's not like trying to like you know, buy something better than you have. He's trying to buy the best there is because he wants to have the best experience. With some people, it's about like, you know, the same thing with cars. It's like the fastest car, the this, the that, the best experience. And for some people, 
there's a a cost to benefit ratio. Like for me personally, would I have all the same stuff Shane has? Probably not. I mean, if I could afford it, maybe. I if well, I was I often thought this: if I ever win the lottery, Shane is going to be the guy that sets up my house, my theater, my stereo, all that, because he has probably the most knowledgeable person, maybe besides JB, um, of anyone I know. But generally speaking, like on a regular kind of you know, year to year salary. No, only because I don't need for me, for my personal satisfaction of watching TV. I have two OLEDs. They're great. Do I need a 126 inch screen? Do I need a turn off 16 or 32? No. You know why? Because for me, it's not worth the money, but there are people out there and Shane is one of them where that makes a difference to them. So, you know, if you're watching his channel, he can help you with both, you know, and the stuff that he puts out there is useful for any level of knowledge and yeah. any level of, of interest and, and, uh, and, and pursuit. Um, but like you're saying, like, well, you know, is this worth it to him? Well, you know what? The Kaleidoscape is worth it to him because it does give the best possible resolution, the best file storage, um, you know, for what he is trying to get. Is that better than, say, another you know, let's say a Microsoft-based storage system or or what have you. For the average person, maybe so. But, you know, the average person doesn't drive an F1. <laughs> they, uh, the person that's got the F1 probably has a Gladyscape. Uh, the person who's got the Honda probably has a Plex server. So Yeah, it's not, about, it's has not about the money. Player. It's about the, the level of skill of that pursuit. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, value for a person. I mean... I love I kn- I love it every time I I put up a Classcape video because there's always just gonna be so much hate on it, and typically I know most most of the guys in this chat. No, I I typically I normally don't uh, respond to comments because there's so much uh, stupidness that goes on in the comment section. Um, but I, I, I'm sorry, I'm seeing some of the stuff about like Classcape. If you have fifty thousand dollars, guess what? You don't have to have fifty thousand dollars for a Classcape. No, this guy said, why would you buy a Rolex when I can buy a $30 watch? That both do the same thing. Tell time. They don't do the same thing. They uh, don't. Here, here's, the diff- well, here's the difference between the two. They both roll. I, I have, have tires. I got a bunch. I got a... If you hate my life in audio, you're <laughs> going to hate my life more in, uh, in watches. His uh, watch collection is ridiculous. <laughs> you're going to hate that. If you watch my videos, you know I, I usually got a different watch all the time. But, I mean, there's, there's, the, there's the Timex. Did you say Timex? There's a Timex, which is like a mass-produced type of watch, uh, which is made on like an assembly line. And there's handmade parts by individuals that hand polish them, hand cut them, and put them together with little tiny screws and microscopics, little microscopes. And it's all like handcrafted. There's like a bazillion parts in a watch, and it's all it's all like uh, what's where I'm looking for um, precise accuracy precision. That what happens. When you like make shit yourself, what's that word? It's like handcrafted, right? Rather than like machine crafted. Uh, there's a lot of skill. You know how hard it is to like make a watch. Well, tell if you, time. If you if you see accurately Ford versus Ferrari, right? It's like the 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 executive for Ford is saying we 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 spend more on toilet paper every year than Ferrari <laughs> does on its all things. Yeah, but Ferraris yeah. and they, and Lee I cook him back and says. But Ferrari will be rated, like will forever be remembered as like the best car maker of all time. Yeah. Why? Because his cars represent victory. They represent yeah. like championships. 
it, it's it's about the craftsmanship in any particular That's thing. It. Craftsmanship. There's craftsmanship that goes into a Rolex. There's craftsmanship that goes into like an Omega, or like um, anything else except or a Panerai, uh, Jaeger. There's craftsmanship. It's not like a mass-produced product. That's why you pay a lot for these. Plus, let's face it, the status as well. You're paying for you paying for the status to have a Rolex, but it is the craftsmanship that goes into uh, a Rolex or any kind of like a premium timepiece. Not a watch, Timex. That's a watch. You get a Rolex. You're investing in a timepiece, and these pieces, if you have a good one, they will actually go up in value. The only audio uh, audio gear that I would say is equivalent to like a Rolex would have to be a Macintosh. Yeah. That's that's a product that typically holds its value through time. Sometimes people will pay more over time if it's really good. Look, that's the only that's I, only piece of equipment audio I, equipment that I can think of. After reading some of the comments, I have to say this, okay? Look. <laughs> I'll be the first one to tell you, I cannot afford a Rolex any more than I can afford a Ferrari or a Macintosh or a Kaleidoscape. All right? All that being said, don't denigrate those brands. They are where they are, and they 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 get what they get for their products for a reason. They, you know, someone who gets thousands of dollars for a Rolex or or thousands of dollars for a particular, uh, let's say, a car or speakers. I mean, I've seen speakers that have cost half a million dollars a pair. Yes, it is what the market will support, but also these things are not made on some manufactured line somewhere. They are handcrafted, hand-assembled. They represent an actual human being's time putting them together, which is great. And you're saying, well, does that person's time, you know, um, is that worth this much money? Well, I don't know. To some people it is. Uh But just because you can't particularly afford something doesn't yeah. mean that that thing isn't worth what they ask for it. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I can't afford any well, of this shit. I, I think, enjoy it because Shane has it and I get the chance to listen to it. It's fun for me. And even if I didn't have it, I'd still hang out with him because he's a cool fucking dude. But regardless, it's like, you know. I, I think that's where most of hate comes from. Like, I'm, let's, not, let's not say that everybody can't afford, you know, like a Clyde Escape or a Rolex. A lot of people can't. I, the majority people can't. I, I didn't know. know what a fucking kaleidoscape was until you told me. <laughs> and and I think those people are the ones that are the most vocal because they can't see value in it. And that's not the right attitude to have. Like if you can't, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody because there are some people that can afford it and that truly don't see the value in it, which is fine. Um, I can't see the value in uh, like taking a vacation when I could buy a kaleidoscape. I'd rather buy a kaleidoscape than a, going on vacation. Like to me, going on vacation is a waste of time. I'd rather buy a kaleidoscape. But I can see like where you can be like, yo, I would, I would, I, I think it's, uh, I'd rather buy a 4K Blu-ray player than a kaleidoscape. I can't see the value in it because it's uh, 30 times more money than uh, a Blu-ray player. Yeah. I want to say and, something. And I, so- and I, know for, I know for a fact that 90% of those people cannot afford that kaleidoscape. And I know that's why they're saying it. And, I'm going to say this to, to Jen. All right. Love my Rolex, but I wear my G-Shock and Seiko more. Bro or girl, I don't know. I don't know. Who, like my friend, whoever you are, my G-Shock took me all over the world. Yeah. I was riding my motorcycle. I had a yeah. motorcycle accident. It tore my, it tore my, um, oh my God, not my Rolex. Um, 
my tag. It tore my tag off my wrist and destroyed the bezel. And when I when I sent it back to tag, they didn't want to know me. I'm like, okay, fuck expensive watches. I wore my G-Shock. My G-Shock literally took me all over the world. Mm-hmm. Best watch I've ever owned, hands down. That's a be- that's what we call it as a beater watch in the watch collecting world. Dude, like, you can beat the shit out yeah. of that thing. Like unless it takes your arm off. You don't feel bad if you beat the hell out of it. Nah. Like you know, listen, if I was a millionaire and I had a collection of Rolexes, I probably wouldn't care either. But you really don't care about your Timex watch, so it's, it's called the beater watch. A Timex? Yeah, my I mean, my aunt sent me this to me. It's like it's nice. It's it's cool. It's it's like but if it gets broken, it's, I go fuck. It's a beater. Just like if I had a Ferrari and I had a Honda, my Honda's my beater. And chances are I'd probably drive my Honda more than I would my Dude, Ferrari. I'll fucking take my Honda run into a wall to get rims for my fucking Ferrari. <laughs> just so, saying. Sorry so, for all you Honda people out there. <laughs> nothing wrong with Honda. Yo, you should have a Honda too and Acura. Uh, but like I said, man, yo, the Cloud Escape is such a divisive product. It really is in the audio world. People either love it or they hate it. The people that own it, they love it. The people have never used it, have only seen it in Magnolia, have only seen it in videos. They don't really understand what it does. And if you're saying you do understand what it does, you have never used it for yourself in your own home. I know that, too. Let me say this about Kaleidoscape. So the coolest thing, one of the things, one of the coolest things I ever saw was, imagine Kaleidoscape being the jukebox of movies. Like, literally, I sat down and Shane was like, blip, 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 blip. I'm like, well, shit. That's like going to a, a movie theater and, like, Putting a, a dollar in the, in the thing and saying A three, boom, done. It was so simple, and the movie quality was so good, and the audio quality was so good. I mean, there's a reason it's not just a file server. It's not just this. It's it's a much more let's say well rounded product in terms of sound and video. Yeah, it just works. I get it. People are like, I'd rather just wake up and put, or uh, get up and put my disc in the machine. That's cool. No, that that is no, cool. That's me. That. I mean, yeah, that. I told Shane, like I had been doing nothing but streaming on my on my OLED for years, right? For for a couple of years, and then uh, I happened to be given a bunch of 4K actual discs, and the first thing I watched was The Martian in 4K, and I was like, I was stunned at how much better the the physical media was. And, yeah, and I will say this. It wasn't that I never thought about it. It was just convenient to stream. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, convenience. But when I saw the actual hard copy, I'm like, damn, that looks so much better. But then Shane said, well, check out this Kaleidoscape. I'm like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no physical media, a thin little thing, no big space for storing all my stuff. I mean, yeah, it costs a bit, but damn. Now, don't get me wrong. The Kaleidoscape is pretty freaking expensive. Uh, can yeah. I can I say that that <laughs> I ble- think <laughs> can I can I say that I do believe that the cost is worth the performance? I mean that's that is a hard sell and I don't think you've ever heard me say that. Yes, I think this is definitely worth the $9,000. Um, okay, I will say this. Pardon me for interrupting. To you it's worth the $9,000 because you have a rack system. All your stuff fits nice and neat in that particular aesthetic that you have. It's for me. It's dude, nine thousand dollars. How many? How many discs is that? How many? That's a big library. I mean, that's a lot of money. But there's no doubt about it. But here's the thing: at nine thousand dollars, you can store just about an infinite amount of discs. 
Not, not infinite. Well, a few hundred. What's your, what's your what's your storage space? Like how many? Only got 12. 12, 12 terabytes, terabytes yeah. right? Yeah. Now, the average Still disk, you fi- the, the average 4K disk being what, five or seven megabytes? Not no. Gigabytes? No, they're, they're bigger than that. They're like 100, what, 100 gigs. Really? 100 gigs? Yeah, that's a lot. Sorry, I'm just used to using, I'm looking, I'm looking at streaming files. I'm like, you know, but so, well, shit. I mean, so it's, for it's nine grand at, at, at say $22 a disk, right? For a 4K disk. It's an expensive proposition. I mean, some of these guys have like two, three, four thousand dollar, uh, a two thousand, two, three, four thousand disc collection. So, like, for for, for you, for that person, uh, that that's a lot of fucking money. Like, if you're going to transfer everything over to the cloudscape, but I, I don't think I don't think anybody that has like Jesus Christ, twenty two thousand, like twenty two bucks a disc at say. 22 bucks a disc and they have like 4,000, 2,000 discs. Nobody's nobody's buying the Cladiscape and then rebuying all their movies on the Cladiscape. I mean, they're just that, transferring. Yeah. No, no, no. They're just not doing that. Oh. You're, you got to rebuy oh, everything get, again. Like, new stuff? Yeah, just, I would say get new stuff and put it on there. Christ, what an expense. Like a like a companion piece. <laughs> Sorry if I sound like such a rube. I'm like, I've never really, like, you know, other than when I'm not talking to Shane, I don't really consider a lot of this stuff because I don't have a Cladiscape. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive as hell. Don't get me wrong. Listen, if I wasn't on YouTube making these videos, I probably would not have one myself. Uh, but luckily, I am, so I do have one. The, the, the if thing I was I've... listen, if I wasn't on YouTube, I probably wouldn't have a Trinov <laughs> as well. If I wasn't on YouTube, I probably wouldn't have a Macintosh. <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, I would have an AVR prop most likely, or like a soundbar. Shane does a great job of of the like portraying the stuff he uses it he he brings us like you know he brings the experience to you guys um everything he has is used and it's for a purpose to kind of share with you and these people because he does a good job he's a great guy he knows what he's talking about um he's like probably one of the smartest people i've ever met um and this cat he knows what he's talking about, and for his recommendation, like I said, if I was, if I won, you know, the biggest lottery there is, I wouldn't go to Hollywood. I wouldn't go. To, I would go to Shane and say, "Hey, man, show me what's up," because this cat knows it, man. He, it's just like he's so good at it. Um, the people that subscribe to his Patreon and his regular channel, you don't know what you got here, man. This cat knows his stuff, and it is what it is. This guy's uh, trying to give me compliments over here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, man, you know, uh, I love it. I, lo- I, lo- I love a good Cloud Escape video. I love it. I love a good video with anything over $1,000. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because you've, you know why you love anything over $1,000? Because uh, I'm going to I'm gonna see all the people that are like, oh, I can well, no. build that myself. Raw, That's raw, story, raw. Yeah. All right, so he's like, I know hardworking guys that live mildly but have the nicest hot rods to bikes. They live for it. To each his own. If someone wants to buy a hundred dollar audio product or fifty thousand kps, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it comes down to and 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 what um, I think Reggie or or, or keep up the Joneses said earlier about values. I mean, it's not about like, do I value I, this product more than my family or some something of higher value? But it's like, well, do I value having a high-end audio theater system I, more so than like buying an expensive car or more so yeah it's like it's it's what? what you do like with your time like what your thing is like with my thing i watch movies i play video games like video and audio to me is like the stuff i have a huge 
music library. But I love watching, you know, like recently my friends that I work with, I've worked with a bunch of younger cats and they got me into like anime stuff. I read that. And, and uh, Andrew, Andrew's part of my Patreon, by the way. Right. Read that. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, it is. I mean, it's true. It is. Well, okay, you gotta read I mean, it's well out of my budget. You got to read it. You got to read it. What's that? You got to read it. I'm sure you don't pay retail, Shane, but appreciate your I appreciate your reviews and your point of view. Just out of well, Andrew, here, here it here it is. It's out of most people's budgets. Most. Listen, I'm not. If I'm reviewing something expensive and it's not in your budget, it is not for you. It is for the people's budgets that can afford it, and they're going to come to my channel and watch that video. Just because it's not for you, I, I take these comments as like being a bully. Like you are a bully. If you want to be a bully just because somebody can't, you don't think it's good enough for you or the masses, that's kind of like saying, listen, I don't like you because I'm Asian and you're white. Like, I feel like that's being a bully. Like, why would you bully the people that can't afford it and say in talking down upon it? That's kind of like a bullying comment. And that usually those, those are the only type of comments I typically respond to because I'm like, listen, just because you don't think it's worth it, don't make other people feel bad and try to denigrate it because, because they can afford it. That's the wrong attitude to have. Well, no, I don't. I don't think he was taking it like. Okay, so that's your point. I don't, I don't think he was taking it as a bully. I think, I think he was saying that you know, he appreciates your reviews, but for mo for most people, you know, they can't afford the stuff you do review. Well, well, here's the thing, his his channel, his reviews, the stuff he goes into, is not. He's not an exclusive guy. He's not trying to exclude anybody. Well, I know you can't afford this, but this is what I'm reviewing anyway. Look, man, you know, no one says, hey, Road and Track or hey, Motor Trend, don't part, yeah. don't, don't publish your magazines because we can't afford the Ferraris and Lamborghinis and the Audis yeah. and all this high end stuff. It's like you walk by a newsstand, you see it's like, wow, it's like this is fuel for your imagination, it's fuel for your dreams. It's like for some people, it motivates them to, to do better their job or to, like, hey, look, uh, I've got. I've aspired to this thing and I've reached this level at my home theater. How do I take it to the next level? Shane is there to tell you how to take that shit to the next level. If you don't want to go to the next level, listen, stay over there. I don't want to, see, I don't want to be like... And you can still watch Shane's channel and, and yeah. enjoy what he shows. Just because he's showing the shit doesn't mean you have to buy this. What he's showing you doesn't... You don't have to have this shit to have a good home theater because guess what? We said this before. If you have this and you have the other audio thing and you have that and that's good enough for you, then it's good enough for you. He's not telling anyone here that their shit isn't good enough. He's saying, this is what we're reviewing today. And this is why, like, if you want to get into this, this is why it's worth the money. He's not denigrating anyone or downplaying or, or bashing anyone for not having what he has. And I do review affordable, I guess affordable stuff for a lot of people. I try to review i know this might sound like it's coming down on me but i'm really sticking up for for like cladoscape and expensive products um but i do review affordable stuff i'd review receivers and cheaper amplifier affordable amplifiers and also higher end stuff so it's like i do try to review something for every budget <laughs> the funny the funny thing is if you go into the budget reviews nobody really talks shit about them you go over to the expensive stuff. All like fifty percent of the comments are always. It's because you're negative. You're because you're spending more money. They expect everything to be perfect. It's yeah. like you know. I tell people like, look, you can buy this this TV that costs this much, or you can buy this TV that costs this much. 
these are electronic products. There's no such thing as a perfect product. You can buy a fucking Mercedes and have a failure. You can buy a, per, a Porsche and have a, an issue. It's There's no such thing as a perfect product uh, unless you're buying a Ferrari or Lamborghini and you're paying for the fact that there can be no imperfections. If I spend $200,000 or if I buy a Veyron and I spend a million four or five or two million, there better fucking not be any imperfections. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, man. That's it, man. That's that. That's the rant. That's the Kaleidoscape rant again. I love the Kaleidoscape rants because they're so good. Because I love it. I love how passionate people are about their their wallets and what they think is worth it and, and not worth it. You got to be today. I love it. I love it. Uh, sensitive people. That's cool. And uh, in today's climate, it's not good for today's people's climate. <laughs> in the economy today, listen. That's I don't, I don't get. I don't care about today's climate. I'm reviewing a product. What's, what do I care what somebody else can afford? I'm just. I'm well, just, here's, I'm just talking here, about something. The funny thing. The, the, the funny thing is about your reviews is the fact that if they keep, you know, if there's a continued shortage of semiconductors, no one will be able to get anything. So it doesn't matter what you like or don't like, you won't be able to buy jack shit because everything runs on semiconductors. So send your water bottles to Taiwan so they can make chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I do, I do, uh, I enjoy the reviews. You should be able to hear that. What? I can't hear anything. Hear that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and for all you people that heard my finger tapping throughout the old, the whole portion, sorry. But yeah, anyways, yeah, but anyways, yo, keep the comments coming. I do love the comments. Just, um, <laughs> Try not to make people feel bad just because they they're spending money on on expensive products. It's not like I I feel like it's not a good look. If somebody wants to spend money on a kaleidoscape, somebody wants to spend money on some cables, it's probably worth it to them. Just because it's not worth it to you doesn't mean anything. Don't mean you you can you're gonna try to knock it down. Um, <laughs> as long as they as long as the bills are paid and their kids have food on the table, that's right. <laughs> just as long as you can uh, take care of your uh, take care of your business. If you're a hardworking individual and you can afford this stuff and you can still live a good life, yo, buy all you want. And live the life you can. Live it. Live it. Love it. Then you die and then goes into a landfill somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, that's the Clyde Escape. I don't even know what else we got left to talk about. Uh, I think tomorrow or the next day we're going we're going to review... We're going to drop the review for the Technics Integrated Amplifier, the SUR1000 against the NAD M33 Integrated Amplifier. We got that coming. We wrapped that up today. The NAD is $5,000. The Technics. The Technics is uh, $10,000. $9,500. You guys take a guess which one is better. Is the more expensive one better or is the one that costs half price better? That's a, t- that's a tough call right there. Very tough, tough call right there. Has I, have I told any of you that Shane looks oddly like a praying mantis when he's operating everything? <laughs> <laughs> it's an Asian thing. <laughs> uh, what else? What else we got here? Mm, I think that's it. Speed 4K. Speed 4K review. We did that one. Uh, that's a good. That's one of my favorite movies actually. Speed 4K. Blu-ray review. It looked okay. Only maybe like a really good looking Blu-ray, I would say. And then the audio is the same as the, all the older Blu-rays. 
People still bitching about Shane reviewing high-end equipment? Question mark. I have a 65-inch Vizio 4K M-Series and a Sony 4K receiver, a Panasonic 4K player, and clip speakers. Love my system. Love this channel. There you go, man. I'm talking about. Listen, I don't know how many, how many other channels review high-end home theater equipment. You, usually, if I do it, then people... Usually other channels follow afterwards, so uh, I'm not really sure how many other channels yeah, do uh, high-end. I, I hate to say this. I was telling about this today. Like, I've been noticing all kinds of other channels now, like, following him, trying to do this, trying to do that, you know. So, I mean, listen, you guys should be happy, man. If you guys just want to live in a world with Den Rants, that's cool. You guys want to just live in a world with Ankyo and uh, Pioneer, <laughs> that's all right. So, basically, if you want to live with a world dominated by Sound United, go right ahead. <laughs> One custom, one, one, what they say, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that, and I think that's it. I think that's all we got. Uh, I think that's all we got to talk about. Um, I need to go home at some point, man. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I don't know if there's any questions here, but we ain't got time to answer anything. Yeah. But yeah, yo, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We will see you guys in the next one.